Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Evangelist Priscilla Williams. Welcome to Word Wednesday 23, episode number 8. For 23 weeks, I will give to you a word from the Lord as He leads me. Now sit back and relax. Give me a few minutes of your time as I give to you a word from the Lord. Today's word Today's scripture will be coming from James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask... You don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you want only what will give you pleasure. We all want nice things and all the best that life has to offer. I don't know any human being living that doesn't. I've learned over the years that anything worth having must come with hard work and dedication and going through challenges. They used to tell us when I was coming up, if you want something, ask for it. There are some of us that are comfortable with asking for any and everything. And then there are those of us who get hesitant about asking for things out of fear of being told no or fear of a person's reaction. Some people don't mind you asking them for anything. And then, of course, there are those who are stingy. They you can't ask them for absolutely nothing. Now, the thing about God is he is a loving and free-hearted God. He has no problem with us as his children asking him for things that we desire. He wants us to come to him with our wants and needs. Just as a child goes to their parents for what they want and or need, we as God's children must not be hesitant to go to him about our wants and needs. When you first get saved... You come into covenant relationship with God. And as you begin your walk with God, you come into the knowledge of him. You get to know all about him. You learn his ways. And one of the first things we learn as a child of God is how to communicate with him. Communicate with God is to pray to him. And when praying, you make your petitions known. You ask him for what it is that you need. You express to him your concerns and problems. When you ask God, his word commands us to have faith. When we ask, so whatever you ask God for, have faith when when you're asking him for something. Just as a child believes with his whole heart that his parent will give him what he asks for, we must have that same kind of faith when asking God for something. In this passage of scripture, it's basically telling us why our prayers are not being answered or or even heard. I mean, God does answer prayer. Don't get me wrong. He does answer prayer. He does hear us when we pray. But there are prayers that he just will not answer or hear. The first, one of them is prayers that are not lifted up before him. How can we, he not, he, how can he hear a prayer that's not lifted up before him? Another one is prayers with the wrong motives. 
you got a motive behind your prayers. And another one, the, the prayers that go against his word and that are not in his will. And even selfish prayers, witchcraft prayers, those type of prayers he will not answer. We cannot be asking God to do harm to others. We cannot ask God for something that belongs to someone else. Example, someone else's spouse, someone else's child, someone else's car or house. We cannot be asking God for something that we see somebody else having. We want it too. That's one of those motive prayers. You don't know what they did to get it. And and even if they even prayed or asked God for it, and you don't even know what they're going through to keep it. When you ask God in prayer for something, God is going to do one of these, either one, one or all of these things. Well, number one, he's going to make you wait on it. Number two, he's going to test your level of commitment to see if you, how bad you really want it. If you really want what you're asking for. Uh, he's going to take you through some trials and some challenges to see how bad you really want this thing that you're asking for. And the next one is he's going to um, make sure that you will appreciate and maintain what you ask for when you get it and not forget about him. Because many of us, if God answer our prayers right then and there, you're going to blow every opportunity. You're going to stop praying. You're going to forget about God. You're going to forget that God was the one that uh, gave you that and answered your prayer. You're going to stop going to church. You're going to mess up what God has blessed you with. Money. That's one of the biggest prayer requests. Money. But you got poor money management. God is not going to bless you with more money if you can't manage the little bit that you have. You don't sow. If you do sow, you sow into bad ground. You don't pay tithes. You don't pay your bills on time if you pay bills at all. Jobs, businesses. He's not going to bless you with no business or a better job if you can't get along with others. You're always late or you can't follow the rules. You're always getting into it with somebody. And God is not going to bless you with a good spouse. That's another uh, big prayer request. God send me a good spouse. But you mistreat people. He's not going to bless you with somebody that you're going to mistreat. He's not going to bless you with a good spouse and you're a cheater. And you got all this baggage. He's not going to bless you if your motives are not pure. You're trying to outdo someone else. God does not bless wrong motives. If you have to spread lies about it, about somebody to get to the top. If you have to sleep with someone to get something. If you have to live in a toxic atmosphere and tolerate abusive, narcissistic behavior. That's not a blessing from God. That is not God at all. God's blessings maketh rich and add no sorrow. But you will go through some challenges. You will have to put in the time and the hard work. And you will sometimes have to make sacrifices. But trust and believe. When God is at the center of it, it will work out and it will be well worth it. So I'll say to you today, get some pure motives. Stop taking the easy way out.
Develop a good, stable prayer life. Change the way you pray. Make sure that when you pray, your motives are pure. That you're praying according to his will. In Jesus' name. And we thank you now, God. And it is so, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all, people of God. Thank you all for listening. And until the next episode, you all be blessed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Evangelist Priscilla Williams. And welcome to Word Wednesday 23, episode number 9. For 23 weeks, I will be giving you a word from the Lord as he leads me. So sit back and relax. Give me a few minutes of your time as I give to you a word from the Lord. I want to encourage the people of God today. Um, I want to talk on a scripture that I minister from, from at my home church about a year or so ago. Today's scripture will be coming from Romans chapter 8. Verses 35, 38, and 39. Verse 35 reads, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Verse 38. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In these days and times, we as people of God have become easily persuaded and easily moved. We're very gullible when it comes to the things of God. We believe everything we hear. We listen to any and everything on social media. When it comes to our relationship with God, we need to make sure that it's secure. We need to be very sure. As the old song says, let your anchor hold and grips the solid rock. The word commands us to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thine soul and with all thy might. Nothing or nobody should be coming between you and God. Your connection with God should be so strong like a good Wi-Fi connection. No spouse, no child should separate you from the love of God. No relative or friend, neighbor, co-worker should separate you from the love of God. Nothing you're going through should be coming between you and God. It should be bringing you closer to God. The word says to draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. All of the things going on in the land should not be separating you from God. It's no surprise though the number of people who have left God because of hard times and unanswered prayers. Things not happening when they wanted them to. Even the pandemic. You know, COVID has separated a lot of families and marriages and many have left God. Um, We've suffered a lot of losses. I mean, I've suffered loss from several family members. I've lost several family members during the pandemic, but it didn't separate me from God. 
It actually brought me closer. My prayer life has increased greatly in the last three years. Thanks to God's love and grace towards me. God loves us with an everlasting love. His love draws us. His love is pure. His love is unconditional. So why would we want to be separated from a love like that? Let's get a different mindset today that nobody will separate me from God. Nothing will separate me from God. Nothing. No matter what I go through, my connection with God remains secure. No matter what happens or if things don't go the way that I plan, my connection with God is secure. It's on lockdown, lock and key. Nothing won't come between my soul and my Savior. I will not turn away from God, but instead, I will draw closer to God. In Jesus' name, the people of God, make sure that you secure your relationship with God. Don't let little things separate you from God or cause you to leave God, the one who saved your soul, the one who brought you out, the one who died on the cross from you, the one who loved you when nobody else did. Don't let nothing separate you. Keep your connection with God strong. In Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you now, God. Help your people today to stay connected to you, God, the true vine. In Jesus' name. And help us to keep our connection with you secure and not let anything or anybody big or small separate us from your love in Jesus name thank you Lord God bless you people of God thank you all for listening and until the next episode you all be blessed in Jesus name Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Evangelist Priscilla Williams. Welcome to Word Wednesday 23, episode number 10. For 23 weeks, I will be giving you a word from the Lord as he leads. So sit back and relax. Give me a few minutes of your time as I give to you a word from the Lord. Today's scripture will be coming from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, King James Version. And it reads, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. As a child of the Most High God, we are required to be Christ-like. There are characteristics that must be on display when professing to be saved and sanctified. In the secular world, When applying for a job, there are certain characteristics you must display in order to get the job, and even in the interview, during the interview process. If you work in customer service, your customers are going to want to see the proper characteristics displayed of a customer service representative. I'm in the healthcare field, and I know that nobody wants a mean nurse or a nurse aide, a mean doctor taking care of them. Your patient is going to want someone with compassion taking care of them. In the spiritual world, the same thing is expected of us as believers. 
It would be hard to believe that someone is a Christian, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. When they display the works of the flesh and other sins, it's stated in the same, this same scripture a couple of verses above. People are hateful, unclean, they're murderers, they're envious, jealous, and all those other sins and all the other works of the flesh. I mean, who wants to be around someone who displays the opposite of the fruits of the Spirit? No one wants to be around a hateful person. No one wants to be around someone who is sad and depressed all the time. No one wants to be around someone full of confusion and drama. Every time you turn around, it's always something going on with them. It's always something with them. They always start a mess. I don't want to be around someone when hard times come, they up and leave. They don't have any long suffering. Who wants to be around someone who is always harsh with their words or responds harshly? Who wants to be around someone who is bad or got bad, a bad name, bad vibes? Who wants to be around someone who's full of unbelief? Who wants to be around someone who's, who's not humble, who's arrogant? And who, who definitely wants to be around somebody that's, that can't control themselves? The Bible says a tree is known by its fruit. When you, when you meet people for the first time, I'm learning myself to inspect their fruit. Check their spirit, man, to see if it connects with yours. In the secular world, I ask you, where's your fruit? You say you're a truck driver, where's your fruit? You're a contractor, customer service representative, where's your fruit? You're a politician, local, national, state, international, where's your fruit? All first responders, where's your fruit? And I ask the body of Christ today, where is your fruit? Put it on display for everyone else to see. You're an apostle, bishop, leader, elder. Where's your fruit? You're a prophet, a prophetic person. You prophesy to people, but where's your fruit? Evangelists, pastors, mothers, deacons, ushers, and other ministry leaders. Where's your fruit? Put them all on display. You can't display the ones you want and leave the others out. Where's your fruit today? Amen. God bless you all. Father, we thank you now for this word. And we ask you now to help us as people of God to remain fruitful. And help us to let our light shine so that people will see your good works and glorify you, Father, which is in heaven. And we thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all, people of God. Until the next episode, you all be blessed in Jesus' name.